Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter number 2. 2 Timothy chapter number 2, and we're going to key in on one verse this morning. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15, the Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Heavenly Father, help me tell the truth from your word, rightly divided. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Study the definition a setting of the mind or thoughts upon a subject for the purpose of learning what is not before known. It's giving something absolute attention. We ought to study God's Word. It is commanded by God it is the preacher's job, but it is not just the preacher's job. All Christians everywhere are commanded to study. Just a word of caution before we move on. The NIV and the ESV, these modern perversions, it says, do your best. New American Standard and the New King James say, be diligent. The King James Bible is the only one that upholds God's command and says, study, everybody, you need to study God's word. If you're not studying God's word, you and I would not be obeying what God asks us to do. Let me give you some things that people study. And these aren't bad things. The top 10 college majors are computer science. Communications, political science, business, economics, English language and literature, psychology, nursing. That's a lot of hours. That's four years of studying. These are the top 10 majors that young adults are studying. You know what the most popular musical instruments are that people study? The piano is number one, and I was amazed, the recorder is number two, and then the classical guitar, number three. I wouldn't have thought those in that order. Do you know when you take a music lesson, your teacher says, I want you to study for a half hour a day, or an hour a day, or two hours a day. That's a lot of study. Can't I just look at the notes and play Mary Had a Little Lamb once and be done? Nobody that wants to get good at playing the recorder <laughs> spends just a minute or two on Mary Had a Little Lamb followed by a Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, do they? They spend hours, hours on it because they have to, because they want to get good. Do you want to get good at God's Word? Do you want to get good at living the Christian life? You've got to study His Word. You know, being, to become a lawyer 
takes seven years. That's a lot of money <laughs> to spend to go to law school. It takes seven years to become a surgeon. You go to four years of undergraduate study. Then you go to four years of medical school and study. You get your MD. Then you serve three to eight years of surgical residency at a hospital studying hands-on. That's 16 years to be a surgeon. Wow! That's a lot of study. And we want to read the Bible six minutes a day and think that we're something hot. No. Now, if you were to have brain surgery or you were to have your knee operated on, do you want to go to the tech student who is one year into his first class in, 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 to, be, to become a surgeon? Or do you want the wise, mature, professional surgeon who's got more than a stethoscope and a white jacket? He knows his stuff. Who do you want going in and operating on your heart? Somebody who has studied diligently for years. Christian young person, somebody one day is going to ask you a question about God. Are you studying his word so that you can give that person an answer? I'll just call the preacher. I'll just text no, you study. You come up with the answer. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 12, 12, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Do you know that studying the martial arts, sometimes it takes four to six years of study to earn a black belt. That's a lot of weariness of the flesh. Do you know some martial arts take 10 to 15 years to earn a black belt in? That is a lot more weariness of the flesh. You know what God says? You study his word, it is going to wear you out. I don't want to be worn out. Then why do you study other stuff so diligently and allow that to wear you out? Because you love it and you're excited about it. And God wants you to be just as excited about studying his word. First Thessalonians says, and that you study to be quiet. That's the biblical way to tell someone to shut up. <laughs> you know what? It takes some work to shut your mouth. <laughs> Husbands, wives, we get that, right? Sometimes it's best to just zip of the lip. You got to study to be quiet. Sometimes the best answer is no answer. Sometimes the best response is no response. And God wants you to pay attention to that. Study that. Just soak it all in, absorb it before you make a... I'm often criticized that I don't give an answer quick enough sometimes. Somebody will say something to me and I'm just kind of 
and they're wondering what's what's wrong with this guy is he slow is he <laughs> is he uh i'm thinking i'm thinking what's going on what i don't i don't get i'm trying to gather information god wants you to study to be quiet and guess what the Bible says next in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. It says to show thyself. We're going to stop, park, and right here and pause. Stop comparing yourself with someone else. I can't compare myself with someone else. This is thyself. This is personal between you and God. To reiterate, it's not just the preacher's job to study God's word. The Bible says study to show thyself. That's a personal pronoun. That's a personal reference. You and God study. And then the Bible says approved unto God. The objective is not to please man. All these Nickelodeon style churches going up to please man. Let's bring in fun. Let's bring in games. Let's bring in pretzels the clown. Let's bring in the water slide. Let's bring in all this. It's a bunch of distraction. People's hearts aren't full with the love of God. People's hearts don't care about studying God's word. And instead of winning them with God's word and God's truth and Bible preaching and good singing and sweet Christian fellowship, what are we going to do? Get man's approval. What does man want? And we'll just use that to get them in. Plan your sermons. Plan your Sunday school lessons. Plan your beliefs. Plan your philosophy of life so that God approves of it. Never mind what mankind says. Never mind what all the kiddies at school say. Never mind what all the peer groups say. What does God approve of? If God doesn't approve of it, you don't approve of it. And it demands, it demands by the very context, study. Young people, listen up. Get your eyes right here. You listen to Brother Jimmy. I'm telling you right now that this whole world system is designed to distract you away from God's word so that you please mankind. And God says, don't take that course. You do something that is pleasing to me. And I am telling you, you just get this ingrained in your mind right now. By the time you turn 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, life's going to get real tempting. And you're going to have to make a choice if you're going to try to please mankind or you're going to try to please God and His Word. I want you to make the choice to study to show thyself approved unto God. He's the one that matters. He's the one that created you. You know what the modern day preacher seeks now? The popular vote. The favor of the people. The approval of the congregation. How about the approval of God? Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough to just stake your claim on and say, I want to do what is approved of by God 
and stamp it with the stamp. Why can't we do that in modern day Christianity? If you want God's approval, you'll need diligent, absolute study. You'll need diligent intention to the type of life that you want to live. And you know what? When you study His Word diligently, you're going to get really, really acquainted with God. Wouldn't you like to get to know Him more? Ah, He's boring. Ah, he... No, He's not. We're reading through 1 Samuel. Man, you get to chapter 5 and 6, oh boy, it's heating up. There's some really good stuff in there. You get to look up words and I mean, oh, it's, it is not boring. God's Word is, is far from boring. It is exciting. Well, I don't know how to study. Preacher, how do I study the Bible? Young people in the back, listen up. I'm going to give you some big words. Here's how you study. I don't, I, someone says, I don't know how to study. You can study the Bible literally. You can study it doctrinally. You can study it historically. You can study it chronologically. You can study it prophetically. You can study it dispensationally. You can study it morally. You can study the Old Testament and the New Testament and how it connects together. I'm shaking my head. I don't know what all that stuff is. It's big words. I don't know what to do. How do I study the Bible? Okay, as a whole, just read it through rapidly. You can study each book. Just pick one book and read one book. You can study a chapter, one chapter of one book. Just read one chapter. You can take one verse and just expose it and study out that one verse out of one chapter of one book. You can study the meaning of just one word. Just pick one word, the word study, and just study, study. Just pick one word. You can study the punctuation. Notice how the punctuation links words together. A, a, phrase, a thought stops or two thoughts are linked together through a colon. It's limitless. It's a big book. Study it. Study it. Haven't I given you enough ideas on how to study the Bible? There's more. But I think that'll be enough for this morning. I do all that, preacher. I've done some of that, preacher. I've tried that before and I still can't seem to grow in my Christian character and in my Christian conduct. And that's why the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Look at this. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Maybe you're not getting results because you've got something on the side that you're ashamed of. Maybe you've got something that is shaming. You're reading and enjoying the Harry You're Not My Potter witchcraft series books <laughs> and other books like it and then a little bit of Bible on the side. You're watching and enjoying the obscene filth that Hollywood puts out. It's shaming. In light of God's Word, that's all shaming. The internet has sucked more young people in the hellhole of porn in the last decade than you can count. The soap operas, the young and the hopeless, and as the stomach turns, and all those little romance books and novels and all that garbage has sunk more young ladies 
then we can count. The vile video games with all the gore and the bloodshed and all that has sucked more young people in. It's shaming. In light of God's Word, that is shaming. The rock and roll and the top 40 pop culture music and all of this stuff, maybe you're a workman that has something to be ashamed of. And that's why you're not seeing the spiritual fruit that God has so ripe and waiting for you. You're studying things and your brain is getting brainwashed by these things. It's no wonder Christians are falling by the wayside in grave numbers. They're involved in things that are shaming. The Bible says, be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. You can't be excited about all this worldly junk and then just pop the Bible open a little bit. You got to be so excited about God's Word that you just want to study it to be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And God's got you. 1 Corinthians, let's turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Maybe, maybe you're cracking open the Bible and maybe you're studying the Bible in one or many of those ways. And maybe the reason you don't get it is because you're not saved. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. I don't understand the Bible. Maybe you're not saved. Lost person says that to you. The Bible's confusing. That's a perfect opportunity to show them what Jesus Christ did for them. For they are foolishness unto Him. Neither can He know them because they are spiritually discerned. An unsaved man can't understand spiritual things. That's what Jesus tried to get Nicodemus to see. Jesus talks spiritual. Nicodemus thinks physical. Natural man. Spiritual man. Now the pieces start to get put together. That doesn't mean you have every answer to every question and every verse you know. That's not what it means. It just means that you're able to receive what God has for you. And you're able to enjoy the abundant fruit that He has for your life if you're a saved child of God. You can get in on all the blessings. The spiritual blessings. And if you're saved, go down to verse 19. And you're still not getting something from God's Word. Maybe, verse 19, the Bible says, Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You name Christ? Depart from every type of iniquity that you can. I'm not involved with iniquity. You never know. Monday morning's coming. <laughs> you don't know what's going to come your way. Depart from iniquity. And God, in the study of His Word, will help you be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Now 
There's going to come a day, young person, where you're going to have to make a decision. If you're going to stand up for God's truth as a workman or as a workwoman, what are you going to do? Peer pressure is powerful. Whatever the crowd is doing, it is easy to do. That's easy street. God wants you on straight street. He wants you on the narrow way. You know why they call the theater Broadway? <laughs> That's the Broadway. That's the Broadway. He wants you on narrow way. Straight is the gate. He wants you on straight street. He wants you doing right. But that might mean standing alone as a workman for God, not ashamed. Do you know how many young people look at me? Do you know how many young people sit in the back row of church that are just ashamed to be there? They're ashamed that they have to go out in public with their Christian mom and their Christian dad. They're ashamed that they have to go to a Christian school. They're ashamed that they have to be involved in homeschooling. They're ashamed that they have to do the walk of shame to church holding that book. You study His Word to be a workman that needeth not be ashamed. As for me, I'm walking in with the book. I'm studying the book. I'm working to get good at the book and I'm not going to be ashamed of the book. How about you? How about you? Pop culture wants you. Hollywood wants you. Harry, you're not my potter, wants you. Maybe he'll be your potter. He ain't mine. I got one. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Well, my, my, my. We're coming to the end of our sermon. The Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing is the only true and Bible-tested method of studying God's word. He commands us to divide it correctly. And obeying this command simply means we divide the word of truth. We don't scramble it up like an egg. We don't rearrange it to make it say what we want to believe. A lot of people do that. Here's what I want to believe. I can find a passage of Scripture to Jesus turned water into wine. Well, that's funny because uh, water doesn't ferment. <laughs> and He gave us every green herb and that's why I need medicinal marijuana. You're 20. <laughs> you can't rearrange the Bible to make it say what you have already determined that you want to believe. Do you know what we call that? Humanism. 
humanistic philosophy is I want to believe something, I come up with something, and I'll just make the Bible say what I want it to say. We got to be careful. We all have to be careful. Rightly dividing the word of truth also means we don't hold on to what we grew up with if it goes against God's word. Tradition is fine. Keep tradition unless it goes against God's word. It also means we don't hold on to what our seminary taught us. We don't hold on to what our denomination taught us. If it goes against God's word, seminary is good. Denominations, there's some good in that. There's structure, there's organization, there's... But if it goes against God's word, you've got to be able to divide it rightly. You've got to be able to notice it and study it. Now, the word of truth is divided into different periods. Are we living in Noah's day? Are we building an ark? It's a different period. Are we in the garden with Adam and Eve? No. We're in the New Testament church age. See, there's different periods. Each period is divided based on context. Young people, pay attention in the back, please. Based on context. Based on who is speaking and what group of people or what person is being spoken to. Rightly dividing. Let's get 2 Peter chapter 1. We'll look at this a little closer. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse number 20. The Bible says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. How do you study the Word of God? Allow God's Word to interpret itself. When you allow God's Word to interpret itself, it clears up a lot of supposed contradictions. It also helps to clear up false doctrine. We don't want private interpretation. We want God's Word to interpret itself. That's how you rightly divide. The Bible study is basically a series of references and cross-references. The Bible says in John 8, 32, and ye shall know the truth. He wants a study? Shall I approve? A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You shall know the truth. You shall know God's word. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You're a free man. You are a free woman in Christ. You're free. You're set. You're made free. Freedom. So what is your desire? When we rightly divide the word of truth, is it to know truth? Or is it to find a way to just niche yourself? It's motive. It's a heart motive. Rightly dividing is a heart motive as well. 
Let's get Nehemiah chapter number 8. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter 8. What's your desire? Nehemiah 8.8. 8. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The question is, what's your desire? Do you want to get the sense of what God is really saying? Do you really want to understand what you're reading and what God is trying to get you to understand? And what he really wants you to get a sense of. Or are you just looking to kind of corner a market to show everybody you got something they don't. It's a heart desire. Now you might have something that somebody doesn't. Eternal life or an understanding of a doctrine or. But what is your heart motive in studying and rightly dividing God's word? Get a sense of what he's saying. Get an understanding it's so, so helpful. The more I read God's Word, the more I realize I've got a lot to learn. And a lot of it comes down to attitudinal. You know, it can be easy to pass a test. You know, we're going through Matthew 24 and some dispensational stuff and prophetic stuff and where it fits in the timeline. And, you know, you can give a test and people can pass it. That doesn't mean their heart's anywhere closer to God. It could be far from God. It's not just knowing things. Get a sense. Get some understanding. Last verse of Scripture. Let's go to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, verse number 11. What's your desire? Acts chapter 17, verse number 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. There was a group of people that was better, there was more noble. Than another group of people. Let's find out why. In that they received the word. With all readiness of mind. And searched the scriptures daily. Whether those things were so. I'm just in church because I got to be here. I'm just in church because it's Sunday. And that's what we're supposed to do. I'm just studying the word because mom makes me. I'm just reading the Bible because everybody opened their Bible and I don't want to be the person that's feeling like the outcast. And the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians. And you know what God says is a reason? They received it. What's your motive? Do you want to receive God's word? They had readiness of mind. What's your motive? Is your mind really ready to receive the things of God? They searched the Scripture daily. 
What's your daily MO? Method of operation. What is it? Brush my teeth, put on my boots, eat my Wheaties, go to school, or go to work. Do you search the scriptures daily? Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Find enjoyment in searching the scriptures. It's much better than just trying to pick a fight with a lost person because he's not saved and you are. Or pick a fight with a Christian because you know a doctrine that he doesn't. And look, I want to witness the lost people. I encourage you to. I want Christians to understand right doctrine, and I know you do too. But what's your motive? Daily search the Scriptures. See if these things were so. Get your mind ready and receive the Word. To finish up, five ingredients of the Gospel workman. Five ingredients of the Gospel work lady. Study. Ingredient number one, you got to study. Number two, you've got to be looking for the approval of God, not the approval of man. Number three, the third ingredient, show thyself. It's personal. It's you and God. You do your personal study. Don't just rely on the preacher, the minister, the televangelist, the internet, the YouTube guy, you study. It's personal. Number four, the fourth ingredient of the gospel workman. He's not ashamed of Christ. And he doesn't live a life that's shameful to Christ. And the last ingredient, number five, of the gospel workman, rightly divide the word of truth. Would you bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank You. You've given us Your Bible. Thanks for commanding us to study it. Help us to do that, Lord. I pray that each and every one of us would want to go our separate ways this week to be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Help us to rightly divide, Lord. Help us to be like the more noble Bereans, to search Your Scripture. Help us to have the desire to want to receive Your Word. Help us to have the desire... Um, to, to, to have a mind of readiness to receive it. We ask you to be with us. We thank you for your word. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.